Good morning and welcome to Transformation Radio. We got some songs, some scripture, and a devotional to get your day started. First off, it's Citizen Saints and Made Alive. As we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 22, verses 35 through 53. Here's a brief overview. Here, Jesus reversed his earlier advice regarding how to travel. The disciples were to bring bags, money, and swords. They would be facing hatred and persecution and would need to be prepared. When the soldiers and priests came to arrest Jesus, one of Jesus' friends, pulled the sword and cut off the ear of the high priest's servant. Jesus says, that's enough. 
And by saying this, he, he may have meant it was not time to think of using swords. In either case, mention of a sword vividly communicated the trials they would soon face. Now the Mount of Olives was located just to the east of Jerusalem. Jesus went up the southwestern slope to an olive grove called Gethsemane, which means oil press. Jesus asked the disciples to pray that they would not fall into temptation, because He knew that He would soon be leaving them. Jesus also knew that they would need extra strength to face the temptations ahead, temptations to run away or to deny their relationship with Him. They were about to see Jesus die. Would they still think He was the Messiah? The disciples' strongest temptation would undoubtedly be to think that they had been deceived. And there in the garden kneeling for prayer, Jesus asked the Father to remove this cup of suffering. Was Jesus trying to get out of His mission? Well, yeah, it's never wrong to express our true feelings to God. Jesus exposed His dread of the coming trials. But He also reaffirmed His commitment to do what God wanted. He said, Not my will, but thine be done. Well, the cup He spoke of meant the terrible agony He knew He would endure. Not only the horror of the crucifixion, but even worse, the total separation from God that He would have to experience in order to die for your sins and mine. Only Luke... This book of Luke here tells us that Jesus' sweat resembled drops of blood. Jesus was in extreme agony, but He did not give up or give in. He went ahead with the mission for which He had come. And with that, let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. April 25th, the New Testament, Luke chapter 22, verses 35 through 53. Then Jesus asked them, when I sent you out to preach the good news, and you did not have money, a traveler's bag, or extra clothing, did you need anything? No, they replied. But now, he said, take your money and a traveler's bag, and if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one, for the time has come for this prophecy about me to be fulfilled. He was counted among the rebels. Yes, everything written about me by the prophets will come true. Look, Lord, they replied. We have two swords among us. That's enough, he said. Then, accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went as usual to the Mount of Olives. There he told them, Pray that you will not give in to temptation. He walked away, about a stone's throw, and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. He prayed more fervently, and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. At last he stood up again and returned to the disciples, only to find them asleep, exhausted from grief. Why are you sleeping? he asked them. Get up and pray, so that you will not give in to temptation. But even as Jesus said this, a crowd approached, led by Judas, one of the twelve disciples. Judas walked over to Jesus to greet him with a kiss. But Jesus said, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? When the other disciples saw what was about to happen, they exclaimed, Lord, should we fight? We brought the swords. And one of them struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his right ear. But Jesus said, No more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus spoke to the leading priests the captains of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him. Am I some dangerous revolutionary, he asked? 
that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there every day. But this is your moment, the time when the power of darkness reigns.
Good morning, this is Pastor Tom. I want to give a short devotional today from Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. It says, Don't be obsessed with getting more material things. Be relaxed with what you have. Since God assured us, I'll never let you down, I'll never walk off and leave you. We can boldly quote, God is there, ready to help. I'm fearless no matter what. Who or what can get to me? Another version of that says, Be content with what you have, for he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can say with confidence, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? I think as I've walked through the journey of discipleship and walked through life with God, that is the purpose of it, is to walk with God, is to know God. That's why we were created in the garden, was to to fellowship with the Father, because He created us for fellowship with Him. And I think the distractions is really our issue. And what happens is, in life, we, we are deceived by thinking all the time that other things will fulfill us and fill us up when only God can do that. There's a hole within us, and it's a God-sized hole that only God can fill. The enemy continues to deceive us with the cares of life, with uh, people, places, and things that tempt us to try to fulfill that God-sized hole, which leads to a lot of discontentment and a lot of strife and a lot of chasing after the things, almost like chasing the wind. We seek this person and uh, the presence of God partly for how that, that he's going to benefit us. You know, how he's going to take care of our circumstances, how he's going to bless us, we say. And many times um, our motives in our own minds are pure, but in our hearts it's not why we were created. So as we look at it, do we want God's presence, as in presence like things that he'll give to us, or do we truly desire God's presence, meaning in his in his midst? Are we willing to go into where he is and seek and thirst and hunger and, and, and be with him? For that is his desire. And as we're going through the ministry, I've seen so many men with their minds on everything other than his presence, being with God. And the promises is not that God will never allow evil to come to us, but that no matter what comes to us, we're still beyond the genuine harm because God remains with us and his presence is enough. So as we enter into this presence, there will be contentment. We will start to be content with what we have and not be concerned about what we don't. So consider this, gentlemen. God remains with us and his presence is enough. If God were to ask you a question, am I enough? What would your honest answer be? I challenge you to talk to God today about that. Uh, Is he truly the first priority in your heart? Do you love him more than anything else? Is God placed on the throne of your life? God bless. Have an awesome day. And thanks for that devotional, Pastor Tom. And going along with that is Plum with God Shaved Pole here on Transformation Radio.
Just a bit of commentary before we actually begin the narrative today in Psalms. At times, God must discipline us to help us. Now, this is similar to a loving parent disciplining his child. The Bible says that no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. When you feel God's hand of correction, well, accept it as proof of His love. Realize that God is urging you to follow His paths instead of stubbornly going your own way. Psalm 94, verses 1 through 23. O Lord, the God of vengeance, O God of vengeance, let your glorious justice shine forth. Arise, O judge of the earth, give the proud what they deserve. How long, O Lord, how long will the wicked be allowed to gloat? How long will they speak with arrogance? How long will these evil people boast? They crush your people, Lord, hurting those you claim as your own. They kill widows and foreigners and murder orphans. The Lord isn't looking, they say. And besides, the God of Israel doesn't care. Think again, you fools. When will you finally catch on? Is he deaf, the one who made your ears? Is he blind, the one who formed your eyes? He punishes the nations, won't he also punish you? He knows everything. Doesn't he also know what you are doing? The Lord knows people's thoughts. He knows they are worthless. Joyful are those you discipline, Lord, those you teach with your instructions. You give them relief from troubled times, until a pit is dug to capture the wicked. The Lord will not reject His people. He will not abandon His special possession. Judgment will again be founded on justice, and those with virtuous hearts will pursue it. Who will protect me from the wicked? Who will stand up for me against evildoers? Unless the Lord had helped me, I would soon have settled in the silence of the grave. I cried out, I am slipping, but your unfailing love, O Lord, supported me. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. Can unjust leaders claim that God is on their side? Leaders whose decrees permit injustice? They gang up against the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord is my fortress. My God is the mighty rock where I hide. God will turn the sins of evil people back on them. He will destroy them for their sins. The Lord our God will destroy them. Proverbs chapter 14, verses 3 and 4. A fool's proud talk becomes a rod that beats him, but the words of the wise keep them safe. Without oxen, a stable stays clean, but you need a strong ox for a large harvest. And as we finish up today, we have Charlie Hall with Center. And I just want to take a moment, pray for those guys that are in orientation and induction today. Uh, it's an important day in the life of our ministry and uh, certainly a, a next step in some of their lives. So if you would pray with me, Father God, thank you for your son, Jesus, for he gives us life and only through him can we see you. And that is going to be a glorious thing. And I just pray for those guys that are in orientation today, that they make right decisions, Lord. Just give them clarity of mind to come in and uh, take that step. And it's a leap of faith. And we just pray that you would increase their faith, that they would do that today, God. Pray for all the guys in uh, phase one, two, and three, and even four. Um, God, you would just give blessings to them today. They have a great day at work. 
It would be uh, salt and light in our community. And we thank you for all that you've given us. In the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, this is Charlie Hall with Center, and we will see you tomorrow on Transformation Radio.
And look for 